0: It's like in the car as well, because the car is one's car is one safe space, right? So again, Mm -hmm. the same thing. If I wait in a labour or I pull in to let someone pass and they don't say thank you, I'm angry for an hour about it.
1: (laughs) Welcome to Women Are Mad, where we invite women to bring their anger into everyday conversation. We're all feeling it. Let's get together to work out what to do with it. I'm Jennifer Cox.
2: I'm Selima Saxton. And I'm Jane Green.
1: So, hello, women. What's Ow. made you angry this week, Salima? Um, so, so
2: this week, I think one, one thing that's been playing on my mind, I volunteer for a local food bank, a Trussell food bank, um, and this isn't a new anger for me, but this is just a, a, a continuation of how I feel about it, or I am astounded at who needs to use the food bank. How overused it is, considering it was set, you know, food banks are set up for like short term purposes, for emergency purposes, you know, when when you're not receiving benefits or, you know, when there are ish, intermediate kind of issues. But the the amount of people that are needing a food bank for their families on a weekly basis is extraordinary. Um, and I suppose it's the perfect storm of yes, cost of living, post-COVID mm. benefits in in the, this country in in England, but um, just some of the stories that I hear sometimes at the moment are quite extraordinary. Mm. So yeah,
3: that, it's a tough one. I I also think post-COVID. I mean, the I it feels like we're living in such a different world, mm. and I think. There are so many people who
2: are struggling who and you wouldn't necessarily know it. But... You know, I've been hearing a lot of stories where I meet women more than men, I suppose, often because they're the caregivers. And they're just trying to keep everything picture perfect, you know, as much as they can for their kids.
1: This it... is really actually very pertinent to what um, I've Um, experience this week in terms of the women are mad Mm writings and there's this huge pressure and I don't know whether it is worse than normal right now but lots of women saying that they just feel like they have to be so good at everything you know whether it's being a mother being an employee a wonderful friend you know there's this sort of this kind of gold standard that everyone Ho- holds themselves to and and it really induces anger mm. a sort of audacity of why the hell do we put this pressure on ourselves but i'm not sure we are doing it to ourselves i think society gives us this stuff and we have to somehow you know reconcile it in us as if it's ours listen i can see sophia oh, shall, in the waiting room ca- can we do our guest
2: intro yes yes i am going to intro this week
3: um, so our guest today is a very funny journalist, novelist. She's the author of the weekly column in the Telegraph, Modern Manners. She contributes to, to everything. Um, she was the Features Director of Tatler Magazine. Despite her name sounding like a Harry Enfield character, I'm so sorry, Sophia, it's not made up, it's real. So welcome to Women Are Mad, Sophia Coots Hi. Hi, Sophia, welcome. Hi. Thank you. Can I also say, Sophia, that I've followed you on Instagram for quite a long time and you are very funny and I do love your writing and I'm really happy that you're our guest on the show. Thank you. Thank you and
1: welcome.
3: Sophia, I'm I'm going to throw our first question at you, our jumping off question, which is, What has been making you angry of late?
0: I worry that as a sort of repressed Englishwoman, hardly anything, in fact, almost nothing outwardly makes me angry. And about um, two or three years ago, in when going through one of my periodic bouts of, of therapy, and actually I didn't want to come on here and already be like, oh, my therapist says. But anyway, my therapist said, um, about three years ago, I was going through a hideous breakup. And it took me genuinely about an hour, quite an expensive hour, actually, to, mm-hmm. um to the, the my therapist kept saying, and, and if I had asked you to describe that feeling, like, what would that feeling be? And I was like, um, sadness, or like frustration, or annoyance, or shame, or, and she was like, no, nope, that's not it, that's not it. And we genuinely spent almost the whole session, and eventually, eventually, even she got bored of it. <laughs> I like, said... Anger, And I was like, oh! And it was like that feeling had never never occurred to me, that that was like a legitimate, allowed emotion.
1: So did this feel like a breakthrough, Sophia?
0: Yeah, well, it did in a way. It completely did in a way because it just... I'd never... Yeah, I, I suppose I'd never considered the anger, that I felt anger about anything in particular, or at least not consciously thought about anger. I'm sure, like I said, you know, I've repressed it because...
2: So hang on. yeah, so, ha- so, so, for example, in con in conflict, or if i'm a, if I'm a terribly crotchety person, I'm annoying you, I'm saying the wrong thing. um, where do you go if you don't go angry? Do you go? Empathy? You're a very empathic person. Do you no, I wouldn't again? say that either. My family definitely <laughs> wouldn't say that. Okay. I think, um I think I, I well, I might be
0: quite passive aggressive in that scenario. <laughs> okay, I'd probably okay. just ignore you. Actually, I'd be oh. really like certain members of my family are prone to slightly sulking. I think, and I just <laughs> sort of try and breeze through it and think, well, if you're going to be like that, then I'm not going to I'm not going to pander to it. Basically, so for some reason, I mean, it is. I guess I guess it's partly why I don't know if it's why you guys are, are doing this. It's fascinating, women you know I feel like I've been trained just not to get angry and not mm-hmm. to it's not you know it's not a it's not an emotion that we're quote unquote allowed to feel is it so so it was so sort of surprising to me when that therapist um after that very expensive hour we'd sort of sat there where I was going
1: um uh, mm, mm, and eventually I was like oh well maybe she gave you yeah. the gift of anger yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah but-
3: I just want to ask cuz you described yourself as a repressed English woman. Were you raised in a in a sort of children should be seen and not heard or were you just did anyone in your family ever get angry or did you were you sort of silenced or or disapproved of if because children aren't so much in control of their emotions. So what was no. you like? did you bored
0: or something? I did, uh, yeah, I did yeah. board. I think my childhood it wasn't so I mean it was I mean yes, sort of very posh in many ways, ponies, etc. But it wasn't posh in that, you know, my parents weren't Victorian in that children should be seen, not heard way. What happened though is that my parents had a completely hideous, terrible, terrible divorce when I was eight. Uh-huh. And I think I was the oldest child and, um, and I think I sort of, I just became a people pleaser, really, to try and look after my two little siblings. And I also, I really remember consciously finding it very hard to move between my dad on the weekends and my mum during the week and not wanting to say anything, not wanting to say anything to one of them. That I might have heard the other one say to sort of keep the peace and trying in this hidden. So much
1: time. responsibility.
0: Yeah, I think, I think probably that is where, that is where my sort of not getting angry or being uncomfortable with anger. Comes from?
2: Do you think that's your comic edge as well? Do you think you? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I think.
0: Yeah, it's like must make jokes, must make mm. jokes, must make jokes. diffuse diffuse Everything else is incredibly uncomfortable, and we don't want to be sad or. So you or fill
1: the air with humor. Yeah,
0: yeah, mm. um, and even and if I'm, it's a bad joke.
3: Mm. I'm also sort of wondering if if as a child you decided that you were essentially responsible for your parents emotional well-being and i wonder whether that's something that that you carry with you as an adult now in in relationships
0: yes well yes actually that links back to what i said for, yeah amazing green um green jane sorry please call me saxton really i really Amazing Doctor green is what i was going to yeah. say um, doctor green i love it guys <laughs> um yes actually i think that links back to the, the points at the beginning, I was saying, in after a breakup, I was having this therapy because basically the whole reason I broke up with that guy was because I hadn't was wasn't his. I mean, it, in a relationship, it's always two people's fault, really. But what what I had done for our entire two-year relationship was not get angry, or annoyed, not get angry, or annoyed, not get angry, or annoyed at anything he'd ever done. Mm. And then, bang, the day after his birthday, which he was absolutely livid about, I suddenly went. Oh no, no, I'm not, actually not I'm not happy. And this thing and that thing and that tiny thing that you did 18 months ago and this thing and it all uh-huh. it all came out. So so since then I have tried to work on um getting better at expressing, I guess, you know, annoyance or anger um when it occurs, as opposed to being like, mustn't, mustn't let it out, mustn't let it out. It's a bad, 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 unhealthy sort of thing. So when that, well
1: with him, um yeah. when you gave him the sort of list of of um, misdemeanors, was it like kind of nitpicky or was it clear and strident?
0: I don't think our eight-hour breakup conversation was remotely clear or strident. It was awful. Um, I think it was, well, it was quite confusing for him because he was like, what the hell? Um, I saw, no, it wasn't clear with me, actually. I just knew that I was, I had made myself quite unhappy in this relationship, I think, because I had, I had, Tried to sort of ignore and overlook so many moments that had made me unhappy, and so I just oh. thought, no, I'm just going to ignore it. I'm not going to ignore it. And then eventually, basically, just all got too much, and I was, I remember, I was sort of just crying all the time. I remember it's probably too much information. I remember crying towards the end when we were having sex, and then he'd ask me, he'd be like, Are "You okay?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, fine. I think I'm just just being hormonal." I mean, that's not a great sign in a relationship, is it? If you're crying when you're sleeping with someone, no.
3: <laughs> I think that's that's the whole sort of reason for this podcast actually is is the damage that we do to ourselves by repressing our emotions yeah. mm-hmm. um, and and even though we might not think of it as anger we may not have the the precise words but I think anytime we we don't speak up and speak up for ourselves and, and be very clear about setting boundaries and what's okay and what's not okay. It it always comes back to bite us.
0: Yeah. At some point it has to come out, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. But so I
3: do have a question for you because you you write and, you know, you have the modern manners um, column and you do talk and write an awful lot about etiquette. Yeah. And I rudeness... Bad manners and particularly rudeness is like a red rag to a bull for me. I'm wondering what it's like for you.
0: No, that is that is true. On a sort of, I suppose, I was going to say on a more surface level, although it shouldn't be, should it? That etiquette is considered, you know less important than some other things um yes for example the other day one of my absolute pet hates is when you stand back to let someone through a doorway or you hold open a door and they blithely go through it and don't acknowledge you in any way mm. thank yeah, you horrid. And I was standing outside the green park prep the other day and I stood for what felt like hours because I was starving hangry It's another one I was hangry and um I stood <laughs> for hours waiting for this woman and to be fair she was a woman with a buggy and a toddler in the buggy and her husband but they were taking so long mm. and they went through it and didn't I was quite obviously standing there and they didn't say anything so sometimes in those situations I sort of say thank you very quietly so they <laughs> it more for my more for my you know for me to feel better in this scenario I said it quite loudly I went thank you and she was then immediately quite embarrassed and flustered and said, Oh, I'm God, I'm sorry, thank you. But he was really arsey about it. He was like, Thank you, in a really sort of parity way. I was like, don't Oh you say, I have just stood there for ages and you were just carrying on not even acknowledging it. And that that actually makes me I think I worry sometimes that I don't let anger come out in the ways that it you know, in relationships, in ways that it should, but then when there's a little thing like that, ah, I actually agree.
2: So mm, so mm. so do you think you might find it easier to express anger if you don't know me at all? And we're in we're in an Completely, yes, completely yeah. Completely. So, yeah. That's interesting. So if there's, if there's no intimacy between us at all, yeah. you it, can yeah. probably express it quite clearly.
0: It's like in the car as well, because the car is suppose, well, one's car is one safe space, right? So again, mm. the same thing. If I Wait in a labour, or I pull in to let someone pass, and they don't say thank you. I'm angry for an hour about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, I'm, it I'm, so, the opposite, though. so I'm the opposite. Sorry, I'm the opposite. So this is what interests me. I'm I'm pretty clear with wow. the, those that I love. Okay, because I find it so like suffocating to feel that anger. If That's I don't, a better way to be. I don't know, but but I find in public space. I've been in restaurants with Jane, for example. Okay. And, uh, just he manages to be what you take brilliant.
0: people down brilliantly.
2: Taking them down, she just Come expresses, on. Their Example. Rude. expresses their being. Expresses their being rude. I'm not saying you're taking people, you take people down, Jane. I'm just saying, in a public setting, yes. you're able to go, No, this is not appropriate behavior very clearly. it's I'm behind you going, No, it's not. But. <laughs> <laughs>
3: By the way, What's you this? and my children, you and my children, who are right. dying quietly. Right, as, I'm behind. I'm a very nicely dressed down someone. Can yeah. I just, can I just throw in? Because I didn't have a story at the beginning, but you've just reminded me of what happened yesterday. And I'm actually really embarrassed because <laughs> that thing of of holding the door and so and I'm because I've lived in you know basically New York for twenty three years. I now go. You're welcome. Very happy. Oh, yeah. But yesterday I was walking to a lunch meeting in New York City, and there was a couple in front of and it was pouring with rain and I mm. had earbuds on and was listening to Harry Styles I was listening to Harry's house very what? loudly but yeah I know he's my right. obsession. but you know that thing when you're listening to music very loudly so you don't realize how loud your voice is when you're talking yeah so I was I was behind trying to get in front of this couple who were not only walking very slowly they kept weaving and coming up. so there was every time I'd try and scoot to the left to get in front of them to par- bypass them she'd moved to that and eventually I went much more loudly than I realized for god's sakes get oh, out no. of the way <laughs> and it was my own frustration and I had no idea and they both turned around in horror and maybe I just kept walking but yes so I did get angry about
2: something maybe because I'm a catastrophizer so then I imagine that they would then turn around and they would then I do not know. Stab you. Yes. Well, like you. That, that I then, I then you, had to, it.
3: yeah, I power walked for the next 10 minutes because <laughs> I was so terrified yeah. that they'd yeah. They were quite little. Their legs were quite small. They weren't young, but they were quite short. they your quite height. Yes, Long legs. So I just, I bounded up Madison mm. Avenue for a good 10 minutes. So
2: I was sure to get away. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I would very much like to know about your ang, whether you've had an angriest period or an angriest time in your life. I was listening to your brilliant podcast. I didn't know that you had done a podcast about your egg egg retrieval. About egg freezing, yeah. Great, yes, which was brilliant. Yeah. That I wondered about, but maybe not, maybe that wasn't the time, but... um, No, I didn't feel angry when I was going through egg freezing. I felt
0: felt quite sad at moments, but mostly it was quite a proactive thing to be doing. So it wasn't that. I actually, I know when I felt... um, the angriest period, I think, was, I mean, it always comes back to breakups with me. It's really tragic. The boyfriend before yeah. the other one that I was just discussing, he was a terrible, ter- sort of terrible, terrible man in many ways. Liar, cheat. Oh. Uh, borderline psychopath, I think. And um, and I, I sort of discovered that he had, you know, lied and cheated, et cetera. Um, oh, very long, tortured story, but... I was very angry after we broke up for about a year after that. And then recently it all surfaced, really recently it all surfaced again because I wrote an article for uh, You Magazine, actually, in 2018, obviously not naming him but saying um, this had happened to me and I'd gone out with someone who was you a sort of psychopath in many ways and he'd done this and he'd done that and he'd lied to so many women. And since I wrote that, i have written that piece, That that came out in 2018, I think six or seven women got in touch with me to say oh my god is it x because if it is x uh thank you so much i've been warned off or yeah unfortunately in some cases me too this and about a month ago i got a message a dm on instagram from a woman saying um oh my god um i just found this piece a friend of mine had heard your egg freezing podcast actually and she then found this article online and I went out with him afterwards and it was the complete carbon copy of this. And I know your name because he used to say that you were the crazy one. And, Ooh, so much, love, love, love. and I, I, took, I mm. was so, it was on the train on the way into um, the library where I work, as I said, about a month ago. And I just had this absolute flash of anger that technically he's done nothing illegal, but he is, it's sort of, he has damaged. It's and like slander. So many women. Mm. Yeah. And I, mm. I sort of, in my fury, went onto Twitter, which is probably something that, not, we should oh, necessarily no, no. do with. My mum's thing is, my mum's thing is never write anything down when you're angry. But yeah, um, she's, I went, she's right. Yeah. She's right. Yeah, She's very wise, my mum. Yeah. Um, But she, but oh, I did. did, I, yeah. But I did. <laughs> I, it. I did. And I went on to Twitter and I retweeted the, the link to the article. You know, got to push once I'm working, we all. Yeah. Um, the link to my article from 2018 is that I actually can't believe I wrote this in 2018. I have since been contacted by five, six, and now seven women saying, you know, this has happened to me and it feels like, it's it's not illegal but it feels like there should be something we can do and i was <laughs> sort of furious all morning and then i was absolutely fine by the afternoon and you know kind of a, a well that
1: probably because know. you wrote it down right? because i do think you know i think you writing down is good yeah maybe just not sending that well,
3: a... and and actually that's something that that i learned years ago to write down your your fury and and how you feel but never ever send it and and yeah. i i sometimes yeah. stumble upon letters that i've written to people people um on my computer and I'm so grateful that that I didn't send because you you always feel awful when you do anything out of anger when you when you react in strong ways out of anger you always feel guilty well you
2: tried to talk me out of a text once I remember but you remember I'd already sent it (laughs) (laughs) I think I kind of half lied to you you may not even know this now but I did I had done.
1: do you regret (laughs) it to this day
2: it's complicated. Can you
0: remember it to this day? Because yeah, that, I can. that's telling, isn't it? Because how many messages yeah. can you remember? Right. right. That's very true. That that's very true. You're
1: right, um, yeah. Sophia. What was the response to that tweet that you sent? Oh. Did you get something satisfying?
0: No, annoyingly not not that, not that much actually on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> I think because I feel like I'm sort of um, as we touched on earlier I'm sort of normally quite jolly and silly and try to be funny on social media and this was a rare moment I actually get quite nervous when I write more serious things or like the, the um, freezing time my egg freezing podcast I get quite nervous putting out more serious stuff because it's not really my um what's the word um what Rag. I do
1: can people handle it when you do are they, are you, is your brand so so sort of strong in their um, minds that they don't know what to do with that
0: Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think my family sometimes, I definitely, in my family, am the people pleaser. And I think if I ever, there was this email, I mean, again, we shouldn't write things down when we're angry. There was this email that I sent to um, my dad and my stepmom years ago when I was sort of pissed off about various things that I considered I, that I was allowed to be pissed off about. And they were sort of so shell-shocked. They said they didn't sleep at all that night and they still talk about soft email.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: um, so I think my family are quite taken aback when I, you know, when I stamped my foot and made it.
1: powerful the- then.
0: Yeah, I guess if I could wield it properly, not like a five-year-old, it could be. But mm. I still feel like I haven't really learned necessarily to um, to express it. Yeah, in you about
2: a lot of your articles they are they are funny, but they all they yeah. often hit a nerve. You know, a very kind of truthful and painful and real. Yeah, That's I, I love find those, are
0: my fav- those are my favorite things. I mean, I say I'm nervous about it. Those are also my favorite things to write. Like I did th- a big yeah. dating piece in February that was uh, it was. Um, I mean, I'm 38. It was talking about the fact I've essentially sort of been dating for 20 years because I'm 38. And um and it was hopefully there were lots of jokes in there, largely at the expense of the men I have dated. Um, but I think, yeah, the reaction was amazing. I think it's because hopefully there was, you know, a nugget of truth in there. And that's always, I think, the most powerful writing or or TV, yeah. well, isn't it? When it I, I love the the ability that people have to be funny, but also it's connection um, isn't very it very true yeah and like Katherine Heine I think Catherine oh, Heine I've yeah. read her new book yeah but I love her I think she yes, has same. that she can mm. absolutely nail that yes, um, yes. And like Sorrow and Bliss that's I mean, true. The Meg Mason are. yeah I love Meg Mason
2: yeah, the, yeah there are
0: certain books I always find I'm in such admiration of being able to laugh one page and then sort of cry the next it's such mm. a skill
2: that's the dream man isn't it I mean that's the dream Whoa, who can
0: make you laugh and then make you cry?
2: Yeah, I like, I, well, well, well I mean, <laughs> that's you and your wife. Well, right. That's, that's again. my 20 year marriage. But like, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the dream, man, the dream man is someone who can go backwards and forwards between those things. Yes. Not, not laugh, cry, laugh, cry, laugh, cry. And be I
0: comfortable mean. with. Yes, that's what do I that. mean.
2: Could yeah. one of you rephrase this for me? I think I'm... I, 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 can I rephrase please, it? Please, I, please. So <laughs> Dr.
0: Think, Green will
3: rephrase it. On, yeah, Dr. Dr. Green,
2: Dr. Green say, is in the
3: house. Um, I think it's about it's about um the it's about being known and it's about being known right with all of your frailties and yes, and yes, ugly yes. bits and and okay. that's kind of the beauty of of a good relationship and a good marriage is when mm-hmm. somebody sees all of you they don't just see you yes. when you're made up and looking glamorous they see or they see you when you're ugly and selfish and behave badly and yes. rude mm-hmm. and angry and they still love you anyway and and i think okay. what what that teaches us the joy of a of a good long relationship a healthy relationship is that we are lovable that we don't have to behave a certain way or look as in order to be lovable we are lovable just just by
2: being who we are oh yeah. beautifully put novel
1: paperback sister sarah yes Green. yeah yes. Oh. it's true um, yeah, yeah. Sophia, we like to ask um, our guests, as well as all the angry questions. um, What uh, brings you happiness? What what brings you peace in your life? My favorite thing,
0: Mm -hmm. my favorite thing, really in the world is—it's not, I feel like it's very unoriginal, but it's just—it's going for a walk. That is my favorite, favorite. Going out wherever I am and just strolling with nothing in my ears, no musical podcast, really. Just that will calm me down. Um, Although recently, recently, I've also discovered—I don't know if any of you guys are swimmers. I've also I've got mm. a terrible back, so I've discovered swimming and how incredibly meditative swimming is because you know, even when I'm walking, I'll have my phone in my pocket and I'll check it every freaking five seconds because that's what we do now because we're addicted to them. But swimming, I've discovered mm. recently, you can't because you're in the pool, yeah. so it's a really enforced a 45 mm-hmm. minutes away from my phone. Although
1: Solitude.
0: My local leisure centre, mm. I did actually swim past, um, I think it was a bit of human poo last week, so that was less. <laughs> <laughs> it's the I had my goggles yeah. on. I, yeah, had not my water, I went the under the water doing my front crawl or whatever. Oh restaurant. no! If only you'd and been
1: wedged was... onto your phone, you wouldn't have seen that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have missed it. Yeah. So um. So exercise basically, which is not very original, but it just it, it just works, doesn't it? I mean, it is yeah, it, it's does. Brilliant. it does work. Yeah. yeah, it's I'm very some...
3: impressed that you're getting back into a, a community pool after a little log has floated past you. <laughs> it wasn't
0: I even that little, that actually,
3: Jane. That would be the moment where I start Googling, you know, private swimming pools or
2: luxury hotels. <laughs> <myself laughs> I've never seen you passes. swim thinking about it, Jane. I, didn't <laughs> see I you did, by Bob bob thank you so much for coming thank you it's It's such a joy to to
0: meet you oh no has that been all right guys thank you so much for having me
2: Bye. Bye. Bye, bye